0: Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94-3 the game is going to get you home with the P-Man.
1: In five, four, three, two, 1.
0: Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94-3 the game. This is the flagship station of the ECU, Pirates. Warm uh, temperatures coming, but then a cold end of the week for the uh, Keith LeClaire Classic. We're going to talk Keith LeClaire Classic today, uh, a little bit with Cliff Godwin, but Coach LeClaire's daughter, Audrey LeClaire, is going to join us coming up on the show today. Uh, In fact, I think second segment, and uh, we'll look forward to having her on. And then uh, Cliff Godwin later on in the program talking about uh, ECU's big sweep over the weekend. What uh, an absolute uh, big weekend, an enormous weekend, probably one of the finer pirate athletic weekends in years. Uh, I just didn't have time to go and, and look. It, you know, there's been a little bit of futility with uh, basketball and football when they would play the same weekend. Uh, so there really wasn't a place to go there. So I, you'd probably have to go to more spring sports. But, I mean, look at what happened this weekend. Congratulations to the uh, the swimming program with four conference titles in six years. That was uh, absolutely the coolest thing. Baseball getting it done with the sweep over Georgia Southern and then uh, a double header sweep on Sunday. That's not easy. Uh, softball wins this weekend. Tennis stays undefeated at home. Uh, you had uh, women's basketball winning. You had an enormous. Uh, conference win for women's lacrosse this weekend. And then how can we forget basketball and what Joe Dooley uh, did this weekend? Uh, thought it was a little little dicey with about two minutes to go with all the the fouls and what have you that happened. That was a little dicey, wasn't it, Ben? Ben Byron producing today's show. That uh, th- l- Let me say this. Earlier in the season, that would have been curtains for ECU. Do you agree with that statement, Ben Byron, our uh, producer today? I absolutely agree, but they had the, the 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 moxie and the backbone to play through it. Uh, great job, and then the uh, Pirates wind up winning over Temple yesterday. So I got a, a text this morning from Coach Chris Cherry uh, asking me for an official sort of uh, email address, and I gave him the station email address. Um, one of about 18 that I have, but I gave him the station email address and he said, a press release is coming over. I didn't know what, I mean, this was pretty early this morning. I had no idea what what was going to happen because that's kind of, you see that you think, wow, but it winds up being a press release from his attorney. Now we had asked coach cherry last week, in case you were not with us on our, uh, snow mg edition on friday where we had a show because baseball was moved to the weekend with the doubleheader originally saturday as soon as we got off the air friday they moved the doubleheader to sunday moved the saturday game back etc cetera, etc cetera. so while we were doing the uh, snow mg edition of the show we invited chris cherry to come on i mean that would only be make sense to me to give him a chance to sort of answer to the uh The whole situation of the ineligible athlete, as they're putting it, but essentially an eligible basketball player uh, that caused the South Central basketball team to forfeit 10 games. Now, they won their conference title uh, tournament over the weekend. That happened. But uh, there you go. And Coach Cherry said because of legal counsel, he could not. So we get this lengthy email from uh, a man representing Chris Cherry as as his attorney, and I wrote the attorney and I I asked him, you know, is there, is this just sort of you're handling his PR, is there more to this, is there some litigation right now, and he seemed to indicate that there was no uh, litigation at all at the moment, Uh, he was just sort of handling public relations on this for, uh, for Chris Cherry which I I thought was sort of interesting. Uh, And then uh, Coach was kind enough to send me another version of, or I shouldn't say another version, but uh, uh, the corrected version. There was a second version that was set out because uh, there was an error, I guess, in the first version. But I, I just, I'm having a hard time why you would kind of release the statement other than you're trying to get on the record of what exactly happened, but I think we already knew all these facts. I don't understand quite why you would pay the money for an attorney unless there was something else going on to have an attorney uh, release this for you. Now, look, it's Chris Jerry's business. It's not my business. But it just, it just sort of struck me as odd because there's nothing here that really is new. I mean, they appealed to the state association. The state association denied the appeal. End of story. There's really not a whole lot to do. Now, there's some thinking in, in the correspondence with Chris's attorney that they may, you know, they're, they're kind of speaking out not happy with the way this was handled by the governing bodies. And maybe they're trying to get clear, the, get the record straight on that end. But, I mean, it's already been handed down. This is all, you know, a little Monday morning quarterbacking if, if we are trying to clarify the record. I mean, the, the state associations ruled on the appeal. That's not going to get reversed. So... Uh, I mean, I appreciate the candor. I, I don't quite know why Chris couldn't have come on. and I'm not slamming him, but I mean, I, I can't fathom why, if that's the record, if that's what he's saying, why he couldn't come on Friday. Now, the appeal wasn't made public till about a half hour before he went on Friday, so maybe that has something to do with it. He was waiting for the appeal. But, I mean, we, we Chris, it, it, call in now. I'll, I'll happily put him on and let him you know, say what he has to say, but it's not – Anything more that I've, I think would be uh, out of this release? And, again, I think we already knew everything that was kind of in the release. There's really no new news here. But that's how they chose to handle it. And, and it's this is Chris handling this independently. This is not the school system. This is not uh, anybody for Pitt County Schools or South Central. I mean, this is Chris kind of handling this on his own. So, I mean, maybe he's wanting to do damage control. I have no idea. Uh, but Chris, he's got the number. He's got my number. I mean, I'm happy to have him come on and explain this as as we were last week. All right, let's uh, get to the ECU side of things here. And uh, let's get to our uh, pirate report uh, before we uh, get to uh, Audrey LeClaire here. Here is today's pirate report.
2: And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate
0: Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. It's brought to you in part by our Interbanks Media Pirate Partners. Transportation Impact, Ship Smarter Spin Less, Fantastic Sam's Cuts and Color, Affordable Services, Salon Perfect Style. Uh, also, Moore's Old Time Barbecue, Chicken and Seafood, and CaribSea Restaurant in Emerald Isle. Fish Prime Raw. Uh, Pirates with a big victory uh, on the hardwood yesterday. Hard-fought victory against a, a Temple team that had been playing better basketball as of late. This is Joe Dooley uh, with his thoughts immediately after the game.
3: to, you know, I, I think today was a bit of a grinder. I mean, it was it wasn't a very pretty game, um, and and you know, I said our guys all the time. Sometimes if you you know if you just stick around like we did, you can make some plays and don't make mistakes and. Obviously, anytime Rose had the ball, I was holding my breath. But I thought we did a nice job on him, and they, they shouldn't be satisfied. You know, we still got some basketball to play this year and uh, finish, you know, finish the regular season the right way with a lot of effort and some enthusiasm. There's no telling what can happen.
0: Yeah, I think uh, if you look at what remains on ECU's schedule, uh, USF on a Wednesday night, uh, and then uh, UConn and UCF. I mean, those are all. Granted, two of the three are on the road, but those are all games you can win, and this is a much better team than uh, last year. Um, Joe talking about turning his attention to those preparations for South Florida.
3: I mean, I, I don't talk to these guys yet, about when I mean, it's, it's and it sounds like a coach's cliche. I mean, we, we just talk about let's get better. I mean, tomorrow you we know, don't take this, I'm very very happy for our guys. But we'll also, you know, go back and we'll go up and watch. You know, South Florida's playing UConn right now go out in the office and watch that game and uh, you know take some clips of our guys and get to work on South Florida uh, today and you know it's not it's alright like football. We don't have a week to prepare. We got one two days so we gotta keep plugging. They guys should be happy and, and get some rest. All
0: right, and this is uh Joe's thoughts on uh Miles Myle, Miles James play who was uh, very good. This is cut fifteen.
3: But I thought you know a guy like Miles James today. Be playing, he pops up and, and gives you, seven, you know, seven points and gives you 17 good minutes. I mean, those things are all important deals because he also allows to buy some times. J.J. was gas from him, and Tremont was gas from him. nice throw him in there, and not only don't you get hurt, he helps you. Those are, those are all little things that help your team and help those guys' confidence.
0: And this is uh, Joe Dooley talking about some of the past games adding to the team's experience. Cut 17.
3: I said the last four games and that was a 14point game in Tulsa where we had it within a striking range and then we made a couple play made a couple mistakes and had a foul at the end and then obviously the last two uh, you know were one possession games and this is a one possession game I think all these um, experiences add up um, as these guys get older and uh, this is
0: Jaden Gardner talking about uh, the importance of getting the big win against Temple yesterday.
4: Uh, just having that bad taste in your mouth the last two games, the games that we could have won, we should have won, and being able to uh, experience that again but actually close it out was big time.
0: Uh, and this was uh, Gardner talking about the importance of doing things uh, right and then uh, play the other one back-to-back too where he talks about uh, digging deep to put up points. I think those are all kind of one and the same.
4: I mean it's a learning experience these guys have never played in this league before first years um, newcomers juco transfers and it's all about getting experience and it's all about being um, consistent and getting uh, chemistry with the guys and confidence and once we get that ain't no no telling how far we can go Uh, just knowing that I gotta I gotta step up and um, I'm a leader on this team and I gotta be a leader on the court And knowing when we need, baskets, and um, just being there for my teammates. My teammates tell me the whole game, it's your game, keep going. So that's what I did and just had a dog-like mentality.
0: And he talked about building off the win.
4: Um, Just keep building off it. We got a big one at South Florida, and then we come home to UConn before we get a little break. But uh, all about building confidence and um, just keeping going with it, really.
0: And this is uh, Jaden Gardner uh, talking about coming back after uh, the uh, what we kind of talked about there in the last couple uh, minutes of the game, the two technicals and, and all of that, some of that controversy at the end of the
4: game. I think the crowd was big time, missing three, three of the six. Uh, that was big time, only being down three. And then uh, this guy over here made a big time play and blocked the shot, and we got out and um, we got another defensive stop, and just they had no field goals the last four minutes, and Coach really emphasized that, being able to guard your yard at the end of the game because they were getting downhill a lot during the game.
0: And uh, that is uh, Jade Gardner. All right, Pirate Baseball with the uh, sweep. We're going to hear more from Cliff Godwin in our next half hour, but uh, these were uh, Cliff's thoughts on uh, Georgia Southern, the win yesterday. This was after game three, and he also talked about the uh, series as a whole.
1: Yeah, look, uh, Georgia Southern is is a really good team. You know, watching them on video with the pitching they had, if you look at the their pitcher stuff, like you break their stuff down, I mean, they got guys throwing, you know, 90, mid-90s with all-speed pitch. So, I knew runs were going to be at a premium, and our pitching, matched their pitching, uh, you know, pitch for pitch, I thought defensively we were very good all weekend. Offensively, it was tough treading, but today in the second game, I thought we put together some really quality at-bats with runners in scoring position. Bryson had a big swing, but then in the third inning, you know, uh, Norby had a big swing. Ryder had a single that was two out, two RBIs, Burley, Hoove, and we just strung a lot of quality at-bats together against their closer. You know, after they took the tall lefty out, that other lefty is their closer. So they went forward, and our guys had really tough at-bats against, what well, is is their closer.
0: And Cliff was asked his thoughts on uh, his team at 6-1, and one, seven games into the year.
1: Um, we're still a work in progress. Uh, it's it's just interesting trying to figure out the bullpen. And you know, I thought Parker Bowl was really good again today. Uh, he was good at Campbell. So just figuring out those pieces and you know just the rotation and everything. I mean, Burleson's at the front and Smitty pitched well. And then Cooch, uh, Cooch could have went one more inning today, but we had such that long third inning. I didn't want to run him back out there. So uh, which obviously he was begging for again, but uh, we uh, we sat him down.
0: And how he plans to build upon uh, this series uh, sweep moving forward into the uh, rest of the uh, season, or at least the next uh, several games.
1: Well, the biggest thing is, are, are we going to rest on what we just did this weekend when we go to Elon? And that's the toughest thing for coaches, for parents, is to get 18 to 22-year-olds to show up every day. they They'll read all the stuff you guys put out there, how great they are, and that they're 6-1, and, and they're ranked whatever. and Guess what that means? Nothing. It means that if you start thinking about that stuff, then you're going to get punched in the mouth like we did last week, and you know we're going to go on the road play a really good Elon team, and if we don't show up, then we'll get beat.
0: All right, uh, Bryson Worrell. Uh, Worrell talking about uh, the uh, importance of uh, getting the lead early in each of the games of the weekend series.
3: Uh, that's really important because. Um, pitchers love the pitcher to lead, so it gives them the confidence to go out there to be able to throw their fastball. They're all speed pitches in any count, and it's easy to play when you you've got the lead.
0: Thomas Francisco on pulling off the sweep.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. Anytime you can come in here and get a sweep, uh, it's, it's
4: awesome. Our, our pitchers did an amazing job today, and uh, we piled up a lot of quality at that, so key to success.
0: We have a ton of uh, cuts uh, there, and uh, we probably have gone a little long in this segment because we need to take a break, so Audrey LeClaire will get with us, but uh, we'll try to maybe get to some of those and some other sound uh, later on because there were a lot of other things happening in the uh, wide world of sports over the weekend uh, beyond uh, Greenville that uh, are noteworthy. But we're going to talk about the uh, LeClaire Classic coming up. Audrey LeClaire, daughter of Keith LeClaire, on the other side of this timeout. Uh, Do you want to do the tickets now? Going to break or yeah, let's do that. All right, two five two five six one game, two five two five six one four two six three. Here is what you win: a pair of tickets to the uh, regular season home finale for Pirate uh, Base Basketball uh, this weekend against UConn. That's a Saturday two o'clock game. Uh, Two tickets to that game plus a four pack to uh, Home Fest and our Home Fest grand prize this year will be a weekend getaway to the Beaufort Hotel along with breakfast at 34 Degrees North Restaurant. If you call and you are the winner of the basketball tickets and the family four-pack, you will win or automatically be registered, I should say, to be part of that getaway weekend. All family four-packs will include the automatic registration for the prize. Uh, One note, qualifiers must be present to win at 4 p.m. on uh, March 7th. Uh, of course, uh, Home Fest at the Convention Center on Saturday, March seventh. It's a day long uh, event of fun. All right, two five two five six one game, two five two five six one four two six three. You're telling me what? Caller eight, caller eight. Uh, you will be a winner of uh, two basketball tickets and a family four pack of tickets to uh, Home Fest, entering you for a weekend getaway at the Beaufort Hotel, beautiful uh, hotel there, along with breakfast at thirty four degrees North Restaurant. We'll take caller eight. On that, and Audrey LeClaire, would we return on the PJ Show. The big uh, Keith LeClaire classic this weekend, Indiana, Ole Miss, and High Point. It's quite a field coming in to play uh, ECU and play one another. And uh, again this year, the LeClaire family will be uh, involved in this. Audrey LeClaire has been a, uh, a big part of uh, this event. Uh, I believe it's, it's thrown out a first pitch almost every year. She joins us on the phone now. Audrey, how are you? It's great to have you on our show here.
5: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on.
0: You'll be throwing out a, a pitch possibly over the weekend again?
5: Possibly. I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out when we get
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> have you warmed up the arm any, to just in case?
5: I have not uh, but I have a few days to do so I right. guess
0: yeah, okay well, I just just in case it might be in the back of your mind you know, just go ahead yes. and start to to, to loosen up uh, to, to throw a pitch uh, this has been uh, quite a a legacy that uh, your your father has left in Greenville, not just with the baseball program, but I think the way he uh, approached life, approached faith, family, a lot of a lot of things uh the, 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 that has impacted people. That has to be mm-hmm. in all of the you know, the sadness and the pain that I'm sure you and your family have felt, that has to be something that just brings immense pride to your family.
5: It, it does, It definitely does. And I know that it kind of um, motivates each of us every single day in little ways, little aspects of our lives. Um, but definitely just we love our Greenville community. They embraced us during that time. Um, so we love going back and seeing everybody and just kind of, it, it really is our home. So it's kind of being back home.
0: You know, I said it uh, a little earlier and we say it often, our, our show has quite a vast uh, audience, but it's, it's because Greenville is growing a growing audience uh, as we're uh, in, into a second, you know, full year on the, on the air with the show here in the afternoon. So I think a lot of people when they hear Keith LeClair Classic or, or Clark LeClair Stadium, they don't realize that. Uh, the, the the impact that Keith LeClaire had from the baseball perspective mm-hmm. and the, the, that he – really everything that's being done today can be traced back to when Coach LeClaire arrived in Greenville and it went from Harrington Field to now the, the stadium and that he pushed for that in order to, to be able to win and, he and as he said, win a championship uh, in Greenville. It was a sport that ECU could, could win a national championship in quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, you were young, younger, but I mean, do you remember kind of, you know, coming to Greenville as far as, or has he, is he told you about what, what kind of drew him to come to Greenville? Did you ever have that conversation uh, with him or heard those stories?
5: I didn't, I was just so young. Um, but I think just he knew with that opportunity, um, and not that he didn't have the opportunity at Western. Um, I just think it was something new, um. He kind of just wanted to give it a try. He loved the area and decided to make the move and go there. Um, So I didn't, I was younger, so I didn't have Mm -hmm. all those conversations. My mom probably knew better. She was the one that was picking up and moving. Um, But not me so much.
0: What do you remember, you know, sort of most about your, your father?
5: I just remember how tough he was. Um, his strength, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. Um, he got up every day. It was a new day. He looked at the positives. He did not focus on the negatives, And just even through his battle with ALS, his strength of carrying on, getting up. Um, and I don't think in the moment he knew that he was making an impact. Um, but just daily making an impact, I know, on me as a little kid um, and others throughout his battle. So I think the mo- the one thing that I remember the most is his strength and his perseverance.
0: Audrey LeClaire joins us. Her father, uh, Keith LeClaire, uh, the ECU Hall of Famer, but that doesn't begin to describe uh, Coach LeClaire. Uh, and uh, I had the, the immense privilege of uh, – doing some games at three or four different occasions on radio uh, during the LeClaire era. And he was very nice to me, Audrey. He had no business being nice to me because I was a punk. <laughs> but he was extremely patient and extremely uh, respectful. And uh, I, I respected uh, the man immensely. Uh, and uh, he was very kind to me. But I think that's the way he was to everybody. He, uh, he, he was He just was a class act. Uh, and and uh, his memory is is that of a class act, as far as I'm concerned. When you look at uh, you know, kind of where pirate baseball is coming, I know you 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 know you all live away from the area now, but you do keep up with what goes on. Mm-hmm. That has to be sort of a cool thing for you and your family to see.
5: It is, um, it is incredible just to see Cliff there. He's wearing 23, uh, but also the job he's done, and he is not only coaching these players, but he's helping them you know become men and i feel like teaching them lessons that they're going to use further down in their life when baseball's over um but it is a weekend activity in our household to watch (laughs) baseball we keep up with almost everybody though so we've got ecu michigan ucla um, western carolina georgia southern even dad has a former player there Mm -hmm. Um, so when they came in this weekend we were watching that series um so Definitely a weekend affair when baseball season rolls around in our household. Um, but I know that we are all extremely proud of Cliff and what he's done, and he truly is creating his own legacy.
0: That had to be uh, even special when Michigan went to the, the finals of the College World Series last year. Cliff was there, but but uh, so much was talked about during that broadcast and those broadcasts about Coach LeClaire.
5: Yes, we were there, so we didn't actually hear all the broadcasts.
0: Oh, that's right. You were, um, I remember, I, I do now that you say that, I remember you being there. Yeah, so that had to be even yeah. cooler in a lot of ways.
5: It was. We spent two weeks there. Um, our trip out there, that is a whole different story, uh, but we finally got there. We uh, spent two weeks out there, and just with Eric, Nick, their wives, their kids, their families, it was incredible, and just, it was incredible enough that they were there, but even when... They kept winning, and we ended up being there for the final. It was, in, in a lot of ways, surreal. How,
0: you know, how would you describe it? And for you, it was probably a, a little bit of a different experience because of all that your family had gone through and then to, to have a, a, pl- a guy who played for your dad, a couple guys that played for your dad involved in that. But just the experience of Omaha as a baseball fan, how, w- how would you describe that?
5: I love it. It was my second time being there. When I graduated high school, back in 2013 that was actually my graduation gift i wanted to go to the college world series so i went with coach george whitfield (laughs) and i went to the i did i went to the college world series um and it is incredible i feel like everybody should experience it once in their life especially if you love baseball um just it's good baseball you get out there everybody is so nice i can't even put into words how nice everyone is, regardless of the teams they're cheering for, but just the atmosphere, and um, it is absolutely incredible, and I cannot wait to go back. It is one of my favorite places to go, I think.
0: I would love it one day for you to go with ECU. That'd be great, wouldn't it? That would be... It would. Yeah. It would. Yeah. I think we'll, it'll be happening soon enough. I, it just... it it was it'll it'll happen i I just we all have that feeling in that sense uh george whitfield but i saw george whitfield i was back uh uh, home in a sense, uh, the other week. And, uh, he'd work with my dad, of course, who has a George Whitfield worked with in, in North Carolina, but he'd work <laughs> yeah. with my dad and they, we saw him, uh, I was having dinner with my dad and we saw him at, uh, at one of the, the local seafood haunts there in Lenore County. So, uh, that was fun, uh, to see coach uh, Whitfield. And, uh, when you, when you're there with coach Whitfield, that's a whole other story. I mean, that, it's, it kind of, it's kind of the mayor of Omaha takes a back seat to George Whitfield.
5: Yes, we actually, one game, we sat down behind home plate with him. Um, that's where his tickets are. And I want to say it was a Vanderbilt, I can't remember who they were playing, but one of the games at the College World Series this summer, Mom and I sat down there um, behind home plate. Yeah,
0: Everybody knows nice. who he is. That's that's <laughs> that's amazing. And, uh, yes. you know, that was a really interesting hire for your dad's staff. I mean, because that, you know, a, a legend, and what all the knowledge that he brought and I just I remember a lot of times he might be the first guy out of the dugout and he was the oldest yeah. guy even then uh the first guy yeah. out of the dugout you know if if there was a big inning or a big uh you know defensive play to end an inning or a big strikeout that was uh <laughs> that that was funny good memories uh good memories yeah. Yeah. Uh, Audrey LeClaire is with us Uh, she and her family will be in town this weekend for the Keith LeClaire classic uh, Friday against Indiana and then Saturday against Ole Miss Sunday against High Point that's the ECU schedule Uh, Audrey uh, your your life is uh, uh, one that is uh, really quite accomplished and uh, we were talking a little bit about that before I don't know how much of it you want to share but uh, to me I I'm immensely proud for you for what you're about to do so uh, if you don't mind sharing that, I, I really wish you would with uh, with our audience.
5: Yeah, I am headed to medical school in the fall, so I will be picking up moving shortly to Tennessee. I'm excited to start that journey. Definitely worked a lot of years for it. But um, it's finally coming to fruition and lots of big changes and going to have to get ready to buckle down for a long four years but it'll be worth it <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely do you have i asked you this before and again if you if you don't mind sharing this is there a specific area that you're leaning towards as far as a medical you know practicing medicine in a certain uh, area or discipline
5: i am really open-minded i have been leaning towards pediatrics for a really long time As a camp counselor for three four years um love kids not enough to teach them right. like my mom, but um, <laughs> definitely, definitely leaning towards pediatrics, but it could change. It could change.
0: Right. Uh, your, your mom, Lynn, uh, continues to teach in South Carolina <laughs> and you were telling me your brother's to wrap out to wrap up college. Is that right?
5: He is. He will be graduating soon with an environmental sciences degree. So
0: I I think a lot of us, a lot of us remember you all when you were kids. Now you're going to medical school and your brother's about to graduate college. So, uh, it's amazing stuff. Uh, makes us feel old. Uh, Audrey, if, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people will be at the games this weekend. It's going to be chilly, but not rainy. So that's good. Uh, so I think there'll be a, a good crowd, but if you, uh, I guess sort of wanted to, to leave our audience with an idea of, uh, kind of, you know, the, the, uh, the Keith LeClaire mantra to live by, in a sense, um, if that makes any sense. You know, just just a lesson that, whether you knew Coach LeClaire or not, you could take from him every day in your daily life. What would you, what would you want folks to know?
5: Well, I actually have a bracelet that I wear every day that one of his friends gave me. Um, it was a basketball coach at Western that had an office beside him, um, and it's got the quote, which is actually at the stadium, if you're going to put your name on something, it better be your best work. Um, I wear the bracelet every day. I look at it every day. And I think that's the biggest thing um with my dad was that, you know, if you're going to put your name on it, it's gotta be your best. Um, get up every day, make sure it's your best. And I it's something that I live by every day. Um, I know that my mom and brother do as well. But I think that as a whole embodies him, especially with a lot of his teams. It was um they may not be the most talented, but they were going to be the toughest. And that's what made them the best. Um, so just little things like that. And I think that's probably the biggest one that stands out to me.
0: Audrey, um, could, could continued success in your life. That uh, Congratulations, too, getting into to medical school. I mean, that's that's no small feat. And uh, we know you and your brother uh, will be successful in whatever, whatever uh, you choose to do down the road. But uh, looking forward to maybe seeing you this weekend. Thank you so much.
5: Thank
0: you for having me on. Uh, Audrey LeClaire, <clears throat> and um, that was uh, what, a, what a really impressive uh, young lady and uh, a, a great uh, job by her mother uh, for her and her brother, and uh, congratulations to her getting in uh, med school, and uh, they will be back for uh, this weekend's uh, Keith LeClaire Classic 17th Annual. Okay, uh, we will uh, take a a timeout, Cliff Godwin, in just a few minutes. Lots to talk about with Cliff here in the uh, 5.30 uh, half hour. Chad Mills was our winner of the uh, two basketball tickets and the four-pack to uh, Home Fest, which uh, registers him to win the getaway weekend to the Beaufort Hotel along with breakfast at 34 Degrees North Restaurant. Uh, You can... uh, Enter by winning a family four-pack of tickets here between now and uh, March 7th, or I think you could probably enter the day of the uh, Home Fest on site there at the Greenville Convention Center. will be a lot of fun. Everything for your home as you get ready for all of those uh, honey-do list and springtime projects inside and outside your home. Let's uh, take a break, be back with Cliff Godwin after
2: Ben Byram tells you what's happening. Ben Barm here for your 94th of the game sports update. U baseball's weekend was a sweeping success as the Pirates defeated Georgia, Georgia Southern 3-0 Saturday and capped off with a great doubleheader performance yesterday when in both games, the first 3-2 and the second 10-2. Head coach Cliff Godwin gave his thoughts on his squad being able to pull off the sweep. Um, we're still a work in progress. Uh, it's it's
1: just interesting trying to figure out the bullpen. And you know, I thought Parker Bowl was really good again today. Uh, he was good at Campbell. So just figuring out those pieces and you know just the rotation and everything. I mean, Burleson's at the front. and Smitty pitched well. I and mean, then Cooch, uh, Cooch could have went one more inning today, but we had such that long third inning. I didn't want to run it back out there. So.
2: The Pirates are now currently 6-1 on the season and return to action tomorrow as they travel to take on Elon. Coverage and play-by-play can be heard right here on 94.3 The Game with coverage beginning at 345. The ECU softball squad also got a sweep of their own at the annual Pirate Invitational. The Lady Pirates defeated UMass 7-3 on Saturday, followed by a 9-1 win against Pittsburgh on Sunday, another win this time 6-5 against Towson immediately afterwards. The Lady Pirates looked right off that winning momentum as they battled Butler this Friday at 1 o'clock in the Liberty Softball Classic. ECU swimming and diving continues to be dominant as they closed out their season Saturday with another AAC conference championship, which was their fourth title in six years as a member of the conference, and their first since 2017. The Pirates claimed three gold medals on the final day of competition, along with three silver medals and a bronze. In total, ECU won eight events during the championship meet. Pirate hoops got a big win yesterday at home over Temple, proving their record at 11 and 17 overall and 5 and 10 in conference play. Jaden Gardner led the way with 29 points, 13 rebounds, and four assists. Here's what head coach Joe, Joe Dooley had to say about the Pirates' performance shooting free throws.
3: lucky they missed some free throws, I mean, let's, cut, let's cut some chase, we did get some Lucky they missed some free throws and then we, with we, them we made an effort, play. a call it Tristan that gets back cut and he, he blocks the shot and we sort of bail ourselves out of that situation and uh, I, I thought it sort of, in a weird way sort of fired our fans and our guys up. I mean,
2: the Pirates return to action this Wednesday as they battle USF on the road, tip off for that game scheduled at 7 o'clock. The women's squad also got a win against Temple, this one coming on Saturday, as the Pirates defeated the Owls 56-50, proved their record to 18 overall, 18-18 overall, 5-8 in conference play, and extended their win streak to three games. They look to keep up the pace as they battle South Florida on the road tomorrow at 7. Head coach of the men's basketball team at South Central, Chris Cherry, was recently notified of the North Carolina High School Athletic Association decision to sanction the school and coach for an ineligible player. The school's appeal to the decision was recently denied. In accordance with Pitt County Schools policy, the family of the player submitted documentation of their purchase agreement for a home within South Central's attendance area. Pitt County Schools then reported an NCHS AA rules violation. As a result, an appeal was also made to the NCHSAA, and was denied based on the local Pitt County Schools policy. There will be no other appeals. And Coach Cherry has stated that he would accept the board's ruling. The North Carolina High School Athletic Association also released their playoff brackets yesterday. Local team pairings in the girls' bracket includes the th- in the 3A East, Tyrank Conley playing 32nd rank New Hanover. 28th rank J. H. Rose takes off against 5th rank Jacksonville. And in the 4A East, 7th-seeded South Central gets a first-round bye. As for the boys' bracket, in the 2A East, 3rd-seeded Farmville Central battles 30th-ranked Jordan Matthews. In the 3A East, 7th-seeded J.H. Rose takes on 26th-seeded Chapel Hill. And in the 4A East, 24th-seeded South Central matches up against 9th-seeded Lubberton. Here 94th of The Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Barm.
0: Big weekend for Pirate Athletics as we've uh, chronicled. ECU had uh, a big part of that on the diamond as well with Cliff uh, Goblin's team earning the sweep against... Uh, Georgia Southern. Coach Godwin with uh, us now for his uh, weekly visit uh, talking Pirate uh, Baseball. Coach, congratulations on uh, not only a, a three-game sweep, but uh, the always tough double-header sweep on Sunday.
6: Thanks, Patrick. Really appreciate it.
0: Coach, let's uh, talk about what uh, impressed you from uh, the weekend.
6: Well, number one, just our pitching. You know, our pitching was very good. Uh, if you look at their pitchers and what we were going up against, and a lot of their pitchers had really good stuff. So our guys needed to pitch well, and it always starts on the mound. So I thought our pitching, number one, was really good. I thought everybody that came in did what they were supposed to do and did their job. And I thought our defense was outstanding all weekend, a lot of web gems, just guys' a ton of communication on the field and just making plays behind our pitchers. And then offensively, I thought our bats were much tougher on uh, Saturday game, the, the first game we played, I wanted to say Friday, but it was Saturday.
0: <laughs> right, yeah.
6: Uh, then, then on Wednesday against Campbell, and that was a, a big point of emphasis on the two days we had practice. And our guys got back to being themselves and putting together tough at bats. And tough at bats are stuff that doesn't necessarily show up in the box score. That's stuff that, you know, it's fouling off the pitch 0 2 to get the 1 2 and all that good stuff. So, Oh guys did a really good job of that.
0: the The other thing you mentioned, a couple other things that really don't show up in the box score necessarily, uh, the 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 AKA Web Gems, uh, the sensational defense, uh, great catches, but also even even plays that may wind up looking routine are because of uh, you know the commitment, the positioning of these guys and, and their great abilities. And I think that's a very, uh, at times I do not say take it for granted, but underrated part of this. You it, you only really notice the 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 defense if an error is made, the way that the defense plays, uh, and the plays that they're making in, in certain cases may go unheralded, but are a big impact in in being able to have a successful program.
6: Absolutely, and you know Jeff Palumbo does our infield defense, and Coach Knight does our outfield defense, mm-hmm, and plus mm-hmm. those guys are positioning the players based on scouting force and based on our pitchers as well and where guys normally hit the ball. So I think it was Saturday when Barley was pitching, you know, the six five three double play. Man, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Mm-hmm. And we were in a shift. And But the thing that people really don't see and, and which was awesome was Ryder told back right before the ball was hit that, hey, look, if I range to my left, I'm going to flip the ball to you and then we're going to turn to a double play like that. So that's the stuff that when you're doing that, then you're doing things the right way. and Communicating on the field, and it just makes it so much better.
0: Cliff Godwin, ECU baseball coach, is with us. There, you you describe that scenario. Then you use the word communication. And if you look at any successful uh, coach, uh, they can be the the greatest X and O's coach. They can have the greatest mind for the. But but they all emphasize communication, and th- that that can be done a variety of ways. Could you just give us a little bit of the insight into? you know, how you stress communication among your guys and then give them the freedom to be able to communicate?
6: Well, number one, I think it's really hard to get 18 to 22 year olds to communicate verbally now because of the cell phone. So it's something that we work on every day. We talk about every day. Older guys in our program definitely get it, but guys that are new, it takes them some time to, to understand that. But you just show them examples like that. Like, there's, there's not a scenario that we we'll probably can draw up in practice where we get that play to happen or in an in response situation, not necessarily. So, we talk about it all the time look, there's going to be plays that happen in the game that if you communicate, you'll still be able to execute the play. But if you don't, then it's going to look like we have no idea what's going on. So, really proud of Ryder, in fact, but the whole thing, if you look out there Saturday, I told them late in the game. The guys were communicating, they're on their uh, balls of their feet, they're bouncing around, and, you know, Burley's out there, you know, his pace is really good, so that helps out as well. And guys are just, you know, ready to make a web game, and, and that's what uh, you're looking for.
0: How much of that, too, is even these younger guys uh, have really taken, you know, big-time ownership of, of this team this year?
6: Well, they, they're a work in progress, like our whole team is. I think more so that the returners understand that the guys that leave our program, you know, they hand them the keys. And, you know, Seth cadell has been handed the cues by mm-hmm. Jake Washer. And, uh, Ryder Giles been handed the keys by Turner Brown. And uh, Burley's been handed the keys by Brickhouse and Packers. You know, Jenna keeps going down. The picture check Agno's handing down the cues to, you know, Smitty. To whoever Gavin and those guys take ownership, and then they're going to pass it down. And when you can continue to do that throughout time, then that's when you can sustain success. And that's why we always talk about culture. It always gets about like culture. And I can't tell you how many texts I get from the older guys, and just asking about how the guys on our team are doing. And Bryant Packard after opening weekend texted me about Carson Wisdom Hunt that he's going to reach out to him and, and talk to him because he knows how it feels to be a freshman. Yeah. And that's really
0: cool stuff. Absolutely. And uh, it's one of the things that uh, Coach Godwin has established in Greenville and that, uh, you know, we've talked about it a lot of times on the show. Joe Dooley's uh, trying to establish in his program. Uh, Mike Houston's trying to establish in his program. That's older guys that have been through it that can be uh, leaders and and uh, guys that uh, are a big part of it even beyond uh, their, their time in Greenville. Coach Godwin on the phone with us uh, uh, here. Elon and then the uh, – the Keith LeClaire classic w- with Elon How are not so much the team, but with the trip, is there anything you're looking for a little differently out of a, a trip this week than than maybe last week? In other words, what are some things you can build on from getting on that bus, going to somewhere for, you know, the same day playing the game. Th- that's a little different road trip than the flight road trips you'll take later in the year. So is there anything with that, with this young group that you're looking for a little more differently this time, other than the result?
6: Well, I think last week was eye-opening for them that they they understand that when we get on a bus and go on the road that you're going to get everyone's best uh ability and it's always harder on the road. It doesn't matter where you go and you, you probably don't get as many umpire calls as you get home and you're going to line out, you're going know, to make it in. You know the, the the mound's different, just every all those little things that are just different and it makes it harder for you to go on the road and that's why you get more RPI points when you go on the road because Home, <laughs> right. yeah. So, uh, no, I'm looking forward to our guys playing a much tougher brand of baseball tomorrow at Elon.
0: Coach, uh, Cliff Godman with us. Uh, we'll have that game for you, 345 uh, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, first pitch here on uh, 94.3, the game, the uh, flagship station of the Pirates. Uh, every pitch, every inning, uh, you'll hear all season long here on the uh, game. Uh, Coach, uh, we've got the, Coach LeClaire's uh, honor uh, or memory being honored uh, in a big way. It always is every day through you uh, and, uh, and, and every game through this program. But this weekend is a big celebration of Coach LeClaire. For those that are, are new to the show, as our audience continues to uh, thrive and grow, uh, but also maybe that don't remember some of the comments you made following the postseason last year, and Coach LeClaire, uh, obviously a man that influenced your. Uh, career in life greatly and this is a weekend to to celebrate through the game of baseball uh, a great pirate
6: absolutely so a couple things you know march is mustache march so we you know, grow up mustaches the entire team and also michigan baseball also Memphis baseball and also uh you know coop strong's getting involved with it this year wow. so yeah uh we're trying to get as many people as we can to donate money we've raised You know, probably close to $40,000 over the past five years that we've been doing this. And it's just a way to raise money for ALS, the disease that unfortunately took Coach LeClaire's life. Uh, Coach LeClaire, what he meant to this program was the stadium wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for Coach LeClaire. And, um, you know, going from Harrington Field to Clark LeClaire Stadium and the teams that I played on were – I was a part of – a small part of what was able to raise the money for Clark LeClaire Stadium. Now, I never played in it. My teammates never played in it. But, you know, Jeremy Schumacher back in town, two his kids around this weekend, and just all the things our guys have that we didn't have. And and it's really cool because we take a lot of pride in the legacy that we were able to be a part of and Coach LeClaire's legacy. But the most important thing that he did is he developed men. And you look around college baseball and all the coaches that – Play for Coach player that really were influenced tremendously by him about coaching people, coaching young men, making them better men, and yeah, the wins. You know, we're all competitive, but at the end of the day, I think you know the man up top's gonna to grade us on how we were able to influence young men and make them into men and better husbands and uh, you know sons and and uh, fathers, the whole deal. So. That's, uh, you know, there's not enough time for me to sit here and talk about Coach LeClaire and Glenn <laughs> and Audrey and JD, but I, I'm, I'm so thankful to just be a part of East Carolina and have been a part of Keith LeClaire's teams and play for him for four years. I mean, I couldn't, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for Coach LeClaire.
0: As the son of a coach, uh, of course, Gary Overton uh, recruiting you, but. Uh, the great coaches that you've worked with, but, but playing for Coach Leclaire, so you've taken a lot of of great lessons from from a lot of great leaders in in your time. But is there one sort of Keith Leclaire saying or memory that's kind of in your mind? I am sure it's a different one at different points in the year, or different ones for different seasons. But is there one right now that in particular that you are maybe drawing from? Uh, I don't know if one particular thing that stands
6: out. For me, a lot is Coach McClair took a a group of guys that were not the most highly touted recruits and, you know, not wanted by everybody. And we worked really hard. And he made us believe that we could beat anybody in the country with hard work and consistent hard work. And when we showed up on any given day that we could beat anybody in the country. And that was really cool because my best friends in my entire life are those guys that I played with. And. I go back to when we had lost game one of the Super Regional in 2001 and we're riding back in vans, and there wasn't one person on that, that van or on the van that thought that we were going to lose the Super Regional, and we lost game one in a heartbreaking way. We had come down, come mm-hmm. back from being down 8 nothing, and tagged a three-run jack in the um, you know bottom of the eighth inning, I think, to, to put us up one run, and then we couldn't hold on to the lead, and Nobody thought that we would that losing was even like that was not even a thought process, and then to to come back and lose game two, but it was not something that we thought about. And, you know, Coach Clair was so great at just making men believe uh, that we could do whatever we put our minds to, and that that's really cool.
0: Cliff, as always, thank you for the time. Best of luck uh, tomorrow, and best of luck this weekend.
6: Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for having me.
0: Always a pleasure to do so. Coach uh, Coach Godwin tomorrow uh, will lead the Pirates at Elon. Elon, pretty good. 345 airtime, 4 o'clock first pitch, right here on 94.3 The Game. Back with some final words in a moment. Lots of weekend winners and weekends worse. David Ayers, the backup goalie, winning a game for the Canes in Toronto. Uh, I really would love to play this uh, Chase Buford officiating ran he's the Bucks coach for the uh, for their G League team but we don't have time. We don't have time to play that here in the last little bit because of uh, some other things I want to uh, get to. Quickly. Who won the who won the big boxing match Ben Byron Tyson Fury. Who did? Tyson. Wait a minute, I don't think your mic's up. Go ahead. Tyson Fury. Okay. Well, if you didn't hear him Tyson Fury. You know by now. Uh, Jeff Charles retiring from the university at the end of the month. Uh, He will be back next year to call games. I won't get into all of the details because Jeff probably doesn't want me to. That's his business. You'll hear more from Jeff coming up on the Joe Dooley Show. Uh, Jeff Charles, a big part of why I'm here, so you can blame him. But uh, Jeff did a lot for me early in my career, and I've always appreciated that very much. Uh, No show tomorrow. We'll be back Wednesday with Coach O in the studio, Cy Seymour, and more. Have a great evening.
3: Come on.